Welcome everyone to day four of this 21 day series of setting the stage for change. I look forward to these days um, more and more just to tap in to see what I can remember from the past and what I would have liked to know in the time when I was emotionally and had no idea of um, where to begin to even bring some sort of clarity, some sort of relief, some sort of peace within me. And on the outside, it all seemed like, oh, I had all the characteristics in place, all the circumstances in place um, for someone to be happy. And yet I wasn't. Inside, it was just turmoil. It was just pure suffering. And when you look back and realize what it was that made me suffer, it was the, my perception, um, the way I used to see things, how I felt about them, and then my action was connected to that. So I was constantly spinning around in circles, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. After realizing the mind-body connection, the mind and the body are completely connected. And the connection just doesn't stop there, mind and body. When you see how everything is connected, everything is connected. We are connected. People are connected. Nature, Mother Earth, the universe, we are all one. And when we see, when we just begin to see the connection between the mind and the body, already something starts to open up. There's this open space where you start to recognize and notice that these action-reaction knee-jerk responses. So as you have a thought, as Joe Dispenza says in, in his book, and I love how he he verbalizes this, that the thoughts are the language of the mind and the feelings are the language of the body. So the moment you say something with your mind, with thoughts, through thoughts, through definition, through description, through judgment, criticizing, anything that is a verbalized that can be structured, given meaning to. I don't know if you've noticed that there's sort of an image that comes to you on how things must be according to that description and then the body feels the equivalent of that okay so it is just action reaction being created and if you just step back and notice what thoughts you you're engaged with like where are you focused oh i'm focused on that thought and this is how i'm feeling and now this is what i feel inspired to do and the amazing thing is that the more you think a thought, the more you believe it. And the more you believe it, the more you feel the intensity of it. And the more you're inspired to do that action. That at some point, you don't even need to think about it anymore. It is the momentum has taken over and now it's effortless. It's actually quite, it's, it's a brilliantly designed process, even though we don't see it going step by step by step. Everything is working 
magnificently all together, just like the cells in your body. They're all cooperating and working perfectly in perfect synchronicity. Everything's happening, happening. And then if you go, you know, as below above, every, everything is coordinated in the same way with this universal intelligence. It's just that we believe that we are separate from each other. And this separation is what causes this discomfort. So the mind-body connection is the first step where I took interest in actually noticing. Because if you interfere that I'm thinking these thoughts, but I'm not supposed to be feeling that way, but you're not questioning these thoughts, why are you thinking them? Who gave them to you? Why are you even engaged with them? That feeling is going to be there whether you like it or not because it's connected. It's connected. They are connected. Mind and body are connected. Mind and body are always connected. And you're the observer of both. You're the observer of everything. You're that conscious awareness of all of it. Another thing we're not, no one really talked about it was your emotions you know, managing your emotions. Everyone just, growing up, everyone just said, you're not supposed to be angry, you're not be supposed to be sad, you're crying, get over it, I'll give you something to cry about. All these things, like, they automatic responses. Oh, you're upset, hang on, let me try and fix this so you're not going to be upset. You're feeling fearful, hang on, let me try and get you this so you don't have to feel fearful. Hang on, you're not feeling loved, wait, let me do something that will make you feel loved, wait. So we're all trying to do things for each other, but we're not questioning, hang on, why are you feeling sad? Why are you feeling unloved? Why are you feeling unsafe? Why are you feeling a lack of freedom? And maybe just what you just said or what you just did, help them once again see it. And then they get upset with you or they get disappointed with you. Instead, we're all reflection of the one. That's how Marie and I have based our relationship, is that when one does or says something and then there's a trigger in the other, it's just like the biggest gift I could have possibly asked for. You've just helped me identify in this physical world something that I have not noticed. Yay! Appreciation. Appreciation for being able to notice the mind-body connection, the appreciation for seeing emotions that come up, triggers that come up. Why? Why is it so important to see? Why is it so important to realize? For me, it was a liberation that I could finally step out of that pattern. The more you think, the more you feel. The more you feel, you're inspired to do that action. And that action just felt like, oh, I've got to do that again. I've got to do that again, otherwise something bad's going to happen. I've got to do that. And one, one of the main things that I realized at a retreat in Hawaii was my fundamental belief was I must be a good person. And you'd say, oh, that's a good, that's a good belief to have. Yes. But my rules to be a good person was that I could not say no. I could not hurt anyone's feelings. Nobody must get upset with me. No one can get disappointed with me. Do you know what kind of 
the inspired action that would come from that belief was limitation. Can I second guessing myself? Who am I going to hurt if I do this thing? Who's going to get upset with me if I do this thing that I really want to do? I want to go out. No, if we go out, then so and so. And then if I don't want to go out and like the, the, the most from the most smallest little actions to the to the most biggest decisions were always based on how is my belief of being a good person? Is it going to be in jeopardy or is it going to be accepted? Like I needed validation from everyone and all, and that was just feeling so claustrophobic and I hadn't realized it. You're tolerating. But you say, oh, I can't figure out all my beliefs. Absolutely. You can't figure them all out and then try and correct one at a time. It's just going to take you forever. We're all here for experiences at the end of the day. No experience is a bad experience at the end of the day. We're here to experience. But at the end of the day, you need to also realize that you are creating your perception through the beliefs. So look at the ingredients you already have. Look at the automatic momentum that it's already creating. And if you're enjoying them, that's great. But the there were there were one or two that really kept me suffocating. And what really helped me was to realize the mind-body connection, number one. 99 of the people don't even realize there is a connection. And every time I do speak about mind-body connection, everyone's like, oh, let's not get into that spiritual stuff, please. It isn't spiritual. Or everything's spiritual at this point. But if we're going to define what is spiritual and what is not spiritual, I mean, you can't really distinguish one thing from another. That's what the mind does. You can't really define everything and pinpoint what it is that's what the mind does the mind pigeonholes and describes we mustn't get confused as the mind is a magnificent tool that we use within our reality we're not it and noticing the mind noticing in meditation meditation is so important it has been very important fundamentally important for me to just notice that's what meditation is where the mind body doesn't have to be any different, but you emphasize, you highlight the element of noticing, being aware, not doing anything to correct anything. That's the assumption that you're separated from everything else. So what I mean about setting the stage for change is inserting these new elements where you make time to become aware of what the mind is already doing, what you you believe, you ultimately believe without question. Like, I didn't even question it. I'm supposed to be a good person is like, of course, taken for granted. But I didn't realize what it was actually creating. My interaction with other people, I was focused on how I was feeling compared to who I had in front of me. And then my choice of action depended on if I was going to have that outcome. That if at the end of that outcome, after doing whatever it is that I wanted to do, was I still a good person? 
This is all conditioned love towards myself. I would rather satisfy my belief to be a good person than to follow the path of unconditional love towards myself. So the mind-body connection is number one, is to notice how they're connected and what they're already doing on an automatic pilot. Step back and notice and insert that in it as an intention. As an intention, during your meditations, just notice from the feelings, why do you do those things that you don't really feel like doing, but you feel obligated to do them anyway? So the lack of freedom, when, you, when someone has like a feeling of lack of freedom, because that's what I felt as well, it's not the other people that keep you bound. It's the reflection that my own thoughts keep me bound on having to do the same thing. I'm not free. No, you have like this feeling of like I'm trapped. But what's really keeping me trapped is that I go from one thought and then I say, oh, but then I need to satisfy that thought and then I need to satisfy. So you're not really free to move around in your own being. You've got so many rules and regulations within us and then we complain about the outside world imposing these rules and regulations and I've seen the connection of how many rules I have and how many rules I then see that I have to obey. Hmm. Then we complain about those rules, at least I did, and still do, especially when I go to the airport. And then I notice the rules that I have. And it's a constant learning experience. I mean, the experiences are, are supposed to be exciting. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But to see this, even after the aftermath, Marie and I discuss these things. We notice, I mean, they're not big discussions, it's just observation of what we're still holding on to. And every time we have an aha moment where we can release something, there's this expansion feeling that you just feel free from it. And then consequently, when we go out, we're not bringing that belief with us anymore. So the mind-body connection was one of my first sort of interests. And um, I was so fascinated by this information. I said, well, how come we don't know anything about it? You know, everything just felt so, you know, random. Things would just happen. But hang on a minute. Is, there's a connection. And um, one of my favorite books was of Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I recommend that one. Actually, I recommend all of his books. He's just brilliant the way he writes. And he has a fascinating story of um, how the mind-body connection um, helped him. He broke his back and healed himself. Then emotions, managing your emotions, isn't actually physically managing them, but being aware of them and noticing that there's really nothing you can do to change them apart from the fact of accepting that you're, the body's feeling them. So if you just see it like that, the body is feeling the equivalent of a thought. So the body feels 
the sensation which is equivalent to a thought so when the body is feeling sadness or is feeling fear or it's feeling anxiety you believe you're having the experience of sadness and and free and lack of freedom and fear and anxiety the body is having a moment an experience that's how an experience is experienced through thoughts images and sensations that's how you know you're having an experience you're having an experience an experience is happening within your bubble of reality but how we react to it is like I'm feeling fear you're not supposed to feel fear get over that and that's impossible to do like that's impossible in experiences happening and you just want to press pause what do you want to do you want to press stop you're not liking this song you're not liking this movie you want to skip to another one hang on allow this experience to give you the experience and then you can decide afterwards okay after that experience what do I prefer now to experience that's a beautiful question that someone suggested to me as well I can't remember in what contest it was it was just like the duality that's when I started to question what is like a duality duality exists everywhere have you noticed if there's tall there's short if there's light there's darkness it's like in this reality in this every single experience has a duality in this physical 3d I'm not going to get into it you know down the rabbit hole here but just so you can notice that once you've had one experience of lack of freedom we can move our focus and say hang on I had this experience and it made me feel really really bound to this jail like I'm not free okay so what does it feel like to feel freedom let's move our attention and thank that experience for having given us realized exactly the feeling that came through the body I wonder what that would feel like and what helps me also to obviously this is not all happening all at the same time it feels like sometimes these emotions just can overwhelm you and breathing breathing remembering to breathe with my diaphragm just allows everything to slow down and I can still feel the emotions in my body and I allow that and just stopping for a couple of minutes and noticing exactly what I've just experienced and appreciating first of all the experience you can't go around life saying oh I had that experience don't want to ever think about it forget about it I don't know it's all a cluster of experiences again all the shades of color of light and they're all deriving from the ultimate of unconditional love every single emotion is a variety of that fear is unconditional love seen from a different perspective from a lower density frequency but still yet is an experience the emotional scale really helped me to see things from a different perspective 
So begin to become aware, A, number one, that a mind-body connection does exist. And notice. And if you can't notice what you're thinking, it doesn't matter. Just keep noticing the sensations in your body and the experience that you're having. Mind-body connection. Managing your emotions, meaning allowing them to be felt. The more you can feel, the more, there's a word, emotionally mature maybe, but not that. You, you feel like you do have a way to be one with it instead of wanting to separate it. And why I talk so much about emotions and the sensations, because ultimately at the end of the day, it that it your emotions will be that which defines your experience, a negative one or a positive one. It defines it when, whether you're suffering or not, whether you think you're suffering or not. But if you don't begin setting the stage for change in the sense of becoming more aware of wanting to becoming more aware of what is actually happening and taking the time of prioritizing noticing and recognizing thoughts emotions sensations actions when you feel like you're obligated to do something and you feel that there's no way out i have to do this thing i have to do it like that so you find you actually can start realizing what you're tolerating and you don't need to go and change anything the actual fact that you can recognize it is already changing the energy the energetic fabric around you and within you. Your cells will react differently. Those neural pathways will stop going round and round and round and round circles in that particular way. and breathing for those that haven't watched the 21 day remembering how to breathe i recommend it i mean not because i'm talking there but just to give you a foundation of still to this day i keep saying it i cannot believe we're not taught at the age of five at least the importance of breathing with your diaphragm it is like it's incredible. It's just like 70% of our body's toxins get released. Our, our emotions get released. Those trapped emotions get released out of your body. So you don't have to keep repeating Groundhog Day over and over and over and over again. Ultimately, when you ask for something to change, it's because you want a new experience. If you keep thinking and feeling and doing the same things, you're going to be doing having the same experience over and over again. But it's just it's a paradox when you innately and naturally want to have different experiences, but your mind says having different experiences is dangerous or it's not going to be safe. You don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know.
you just don't know what's going to happen. Therefore, no, just keep doing the same thing. But then we want different experiences. But then you say, I want to keep thinking and feeling the same way, but I want new experiences. Can you, it doesn't, it does, it just can't happen. You have to be different in order to have a different experience. The mind-body connection, managing your, becoming aware of emotions and seeing the pattern first. And when you see it, there's nothing you really need to do. It's just the realization, just like, oh, that's what I've been believing. And for everyone, I don't know, everyone I've met is a great fan of Byron Katie. Byron Katie has specific, I mean, if you want doable facts, Byron Katie's your girl. Um, she's got a beautiful process called The Work. Byron Katie um, with a B-Y-R-O-N, Katie, that's her name. Um, if anyone is struggling with emotions that they just cannot see a different perspective, I highly recommend Byron Katie. Her process is called The Work. It's very good. It's very good. It's excellent, actually. If you're struggling with any one topic in particular. So I would recommend that. Yes, reading and becoming more curious about your emotions, your thoughts, your beliefs, and how you can actually have a different experience. Like if I look back now seven years ago on how I was struggling and now seven years later down the road and all the different experiences that I've gone through and the world is still the same. The rules are still the same. And yet everything's changed. Everything's changed. And for, I mean, you can ask anyone that knew me about 10, 15 years ago. It even feels like a completely different um, person. Like who I'm being now has got nothing to do with that, with that person back then. And I feel that is exactly what the whole point of creating different experiences is all about. But it becomes more of, it's all one, everything changes. So when you realize things that used to keep you bound in one track, that train would only go in that direction. And you'd only see that scenery and you would only have that experience. And when you notice that you're interacting less with thoughts that used to hurt you and more with new thoughts that you can hypothesize about what, what it would feel like to actually have that experience and you dedicate more time, more time to those sort of thoughts on how you would feel, what would change, how would you react, how would you walk, what would you be wearing, who would you be hanging out with. Will you still be watching the news? Will you still be reading the newspaper? How will your habits change? 
what habits can I stop doing straight from now? What's easy to change now? You change one habit a day, by the end of the year, you're a completely different person. But hey, don't, don't force yourself. Don't try and discipline yourself. That's another word that I feel so much restrained with. When people say, you need a discipline. You need to be disciplined. What are they saying to you when they say you need to be disciplined? I'm going way over time today. But just to bring it home, when they say you need to be disciplined, is that you need to think in a way that gives you that outcome. But if you haven't realized why you are doing what you're doing, why you're thinking what you're thinking, you haven't questioned, it's really going to feel like a chore. It's going to feel effort. If you want to use the word discipline in a more loving way, can we use it in a more? Yes, of course. Let's, let's try and use it in a more loving way. Introduce observation, mind-body connection. Introduce breathing with your diaphragm where you can allow your body to be at ease and at peace without pumping in stress hormones 24-7. Introduce that. Introduce meditation. Make it a point to maybe read a book. Maybe choose Byron Katie or Joe Dispenza or Deepak Chopra or read some posts and blogs about teachers of self-realization. Or oh, if that's too intense for you, read about emotions and the mind-body connection. Begin going outside of the sphere of how you believe na the nature of reality to be and just allow yourself to just wander out of that bubble for a while. And just see, one of my questions that came to like, what is it that I'm not seeing that I'm meant to see? That was my first question when the shit hit the fan. Become inquisitive. So introduce these sort of things into your routine. Find the time to just 20 minutes a day meditate. Notice what breathing exercises you can bring to the table and insert them during your day. Question what you believe, especially if it's hurting right here, right now. And read a book on how it can empower you heal you, open the horizons, change your perspective, bring in some different elements towards your self well-being where you can start to feel a bit of relief or a lot of relief. And letting go. Because ultimately the more you let go, the better you're going to feel. There's nothing you need from outside that you're lacking in order to be fulfilled, for sure. But don't take my word on it. Find out for yourself. Everything is already within you. But can you see it? I love you all so very much. I'll see you tomorrow.